clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of White Coats Podcast. Guys, we are starting a whole new season. We're on season five. That is crazy. Last season was a great one. This season is going to be even better. This season's theme is all about good or bad as it relates to your health, as it relates to your nutrition, all different kinds of things like that. So we're going to be covering topics like macros, like calorie counting, like things like that, health and fitness related. And we're going to talk about are they good? Are they bad? Should we be keeping track of them? Should we even have them in our bodies? So this episode is all about macros. So if you don't know what macronutrients are, that's like your carbs, fat, protein, and one surprise one that you didn't even know was a macronutrient. (laughs) So we're going to be giving the basics, you know, what are they, what foods are they found in, how is it processed in our bodies, and how does it contribute to our health? Is it good or bad for our health? And then as it relates to the good or bad theme of this season, we're going to have a little discussion at the end. Should we be keeping track of these? Um, Should we have macronutrients in our diet, which is a yes, because you need (laughs) macronutrients. Um, But yeah, we're just going to get into it. So Arielle, why don't you first start off with carbs, carbohydrates? What are they? Let's get into it. So carbs, you know, carbohydrates, but I'll just abbreviate it with carbs. What are they? So pretty much they're made up of sugar molecules. Uh, These include sugars, starch, cellulose, fibers, etc. Okay, Mm -hmm. there's two main types. You have the complex carbs and the simple carbs. The complex carbs contain a larger chain of sugar molecules, Mm -hmm. and the body converts these into glucose, which is then used for energy. Um, Carbs in general are used for long-term energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, complex carbs include more bread and pasta type of foods. Like grains, stuff like that. Grains, yeah, exactly. Um, And then simple carbs are smaller chains of sugar molecules and these sugars are usually added to foods in Mm -hmm. your diet Ooh, Um, interesting i haven't heard that one these are like table sugar syrups things like that where you kind of Mm -hmm. add it to foods that's kind of like fast acting sugars right a way that's exactly that's like a way to think about it Uh, what type or what foods is this found in you may ask well Mm -hmm. lauren you kind of just answered it mostly in grains and then you know um they are sugars so let's say any a lot of additives include carbs uh you know fruits um you know things like that corn Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people think of fruits as carbs. Right. A lot of people just think carbs, oh, that's my bread, rice, pasta, but no. Fruits also have carbs and they're some of the most some of the most carbohydrate full foods. They don't have any for the most part, they don't have any fat or protein. So some of them are very high in sugar and high in carbs. So that's a really good one to add. Right. Thanks for adding that. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, now, how are these processed or digested? Well, first, this starts in your mouth, which we learned in the, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was the first or second season. 
I don't know. Yes. One of our previous something seasons, like that. One of those. We, we when we talked about you know oral hygiene and your and your dental and mm-hmm. oral health, we um, talked about how food is digested, um, you know, through mastication, through chewing. So. Mm-hmm. First in the mouth, um, the salivary um, amylase. Sorry, yeah, Mark, amylase. Try to, amylase. The, okay. I, the enzyme, yeah. Yeah, exactly, the enzyme. I remember from biology and I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they break down the carbs into monosaccharides and mm-hmm. then, you know, they're vertically chemically broken down when they mm-hmm. reach your small intestines. So they actually aren't broken down in your stomach, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, then these nutrients are absorbed through the intestinal membrane and then through the intestinal membrane they go to your bloodstream which then transport it into your body tissues right and then something gotcha. that was interesting was you know not all carbs are digestible you have digestible and indigestible carbs yeah um, and then some of the indigestible carbs are broken down by bacteria in the large intestines uh, and then Got it. That may include, you know, some dietary fibers, things like that okay, are considered got it. indigestible. Yeah, I was going to ask what kinds are indigestible, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I know that fiber is like very imperative for for digesting things, so that makes Correct. sense. Correct, which leads me into the next topic of how does this contribute to your health. Mm-hmm. So carbs are super, super important. And they're actually our main source of energy. They fuel your brain, your liver, your pancreas, you know, all your organs. And, you know, carbs like fiber, they're really important because they keep you full. They aid in digestion and they keep your cholesterol levels in check. So they're actually really, really mm-hmm. important and imperative to your health. Yeah. A lot of times people say, I'm going to go on a no carb diet. I'm going to completely carb, mm-hmm. uh, cut out carbs. That's going to make me lose weight, but it's actually incorrect. You need yeah. carbs. Your body actually totally. needs carbs as a fuel, actually keeps you full. So if you want to lose mm-hmm. weight, you know, you want to find foods that they may be considered oh a lot of carbs so people are you know scared to have them mm-hmm. but if they're high in fiber they're actually going to keep you full right. for long exactly like like complex carbs it's exactly. very they're such great additives to your um or additions to your diet you want to have them and also i want to add guys if if you've ever if you haven't eaten all day or you know you you missed a meal or something uh, and you feel very tired or shaky or your legs are feeling heavy or you're sweating, usually that's hypoglycemia or low blood sugar. Now you're probably like, how did that happen? It's because you didn't have enough carbs in your diet that day. So I know this because I'm type 1 diabetic and so my blood sugar is fluctuating constantly and I need to keep track of that. Now typically your body does that automatically, it does it for you, so you're chilling, but if you miss a meal, miss a couple meals, you can start to feel hypoglycemia. So if you're ever feeling that, it's typically due to a lack of carbs. So you just want to have some carbs, get a piece of fruit, have a piece of bread, have something, and then you'll start feeling better. So bam. let's... Bam. Thanks for covering that one. <laughs> so let's get into fat. What is it? What is it made of? That sort of thing. Okay, so first of all, a lot of people think fat fats are scary. It's going to make me fat. Yeah. They're going to make fat's going to make me fat, you know. But let's break it down. Let's see kind of the truth about what fats are. So what is it? Well, first of all, they're made up of fatty acids and glycerol. 
Uh, and then two types of fatty acids are saturated fats and unsaturated fats. Now, a lot of the time you see these on the back of a, mm-hmm. um, you know, any type of product that you buy, they break down, yeah. you know, how many carbs, fats, and then under the fat sec- section, there's always the saturated and the unsaturated fats. Right. Let's break that down. So first of all, saturated fats, they are made up of mostly single bonds, so what exactly is that well these are foods like these are in foods like butter bacon and the fat Mm -hmm. on like meat or steak when you see like that kind of white part around it right yeah these are considered to be the more unhealthy fats some people consider and these are solid at room temperature now, can now, I say something really quick? Go for Fun it. Fun fact. So a lot of people think, oh, only um, fats from animal products, those are the unhealthy ones. Those are the saturated fats. Let me tell you, let me get you in, a, in on a little secret. Coconut oil is actually a saturated fat. Right. It's solid at room temperature, guys. So just because it comes from a plant or something doesn't mean it's the most, like a perfect ingredient or a perfect right. food. Right. Um, and then one last thing, or actually, no, sorry, I'm going to jump into unsaturated fats mm-hmm. next. So unsaturated fats, these are considered to be the healthier type of fats, you know, really important to have in your diet. These are liquid at room temperature, and right. these tend to be uh, more loosely packed. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's see, you know, what, where are these fats found in and what types of food? So you have fried food, you have Mm -hmm. processed snacks, baked goods, avocado, Lauren, you said uh, the coconut, the coconut Mm -hmm. oil. Coconut oil, yeah. So So, this this is just fat in general, though. I just want to clarify, not unsaturated fats. You're correct. This is Mm -hmm. fat in general. Fried food, things like that, that would be more saturated. Um, Right. You know, but you have avocado, which are high yeah. in fats, but those are unsaturated and actually right. really, really exactly. Healthy. I was gonna say like unsaturated. Uh, I was gonna say avocado oil, um, olive oil. Those are like unsaturated fats because they're liquid. Exactly. Then, how is this processed or digested in your body? Mm-hmm. Well, the process again begins in the mouth, um, where the short chain lipids are broken down. The majority gotcha. is broken down in the small intestines. Uh, the pancreatic and liver enzymes are released to turn the fats into fatty acids. So that's kind of what's going on once, you know, the uh, short chain lipids move to your small intestines. Now, this is also when the nutrients are absorbed through the membranes, you know, same as the carbohydrates. Now, how does this contribute to our health? Well, the unsaturated and saturated fats have different contributions, both positive and negative to your health. So first off, the saturated fats. You know, um, these raise blood lipids, cholesterols, and other heart disease factors. These can lead to clotted arteries, which are not good. They can put more strain on your heart and which eventually could lead to heart a heart attack or any heart disease so you know not the best for your health kind of want to definitely want to limit those. them yeah Def- yeah on the contrary you have unsaturated fats these 
help reduce the risk of heart disease, which is interesting because it's quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How does it do this? Well, it reduces your cholesterol. It also reduces inflammation, which is interesting, mm-hmm. uh, which could be correlated to a reduction um, or, you know, reducing the risk of rheumatoid arthritis and also builds strong cell membrane. So unsaturated fats actually have a really, really big contribution to your medical health. Gotcha. Lauren, why don't you kick us off with proteins? What are they? Where are they found? Give us the whole rundown. Okay. So let's talk all about protein. We're going to get into what is it? What is it composed of? So proteins are composed of hundreds or thousands of amino acids. So you have two types of amino acids. You have essential and non-essential. Now, the non-essential ones does not mean they're not needed in your body. They, it just means they're not needed in your diet. So you don't need to consume them because they're already found in your body. And then essential amino acids are things that you need to take in. So you're probably like, I know, didn't know that before. So you're probably like, um, so how do I get those essential amino acids? So first things that come to mind are animal products, dairy, meat, you know, cheese, that sort of a thing. Um, But they're also found in nuts, beans. Um, soy especially, seeds, and some grains like quinoa has a good amount of protein. Um, so yeah, those are the the foods that it's found in. So let's talk about how it's processed and digested. So protein digestion starts with chewing, just like the carbs, just like the fat, you know, it all starts with the chewing because it's a food. Um, and so So once um, protein reaches the stomach, the hydrochloric acid um, and an enzyme breaks it down into smaller chains of amino acids. The amino acids are then joined together by peptides and again broken down by that enzyme. The chains of the amino acids moves into the small intestine and simultaneously your pancreas releases the enzymes and a buffer to reduce the acidity and the digested food. So once it's all broken down in there in the small intestine, absorption happens and the amino acids are released into the bloodstream, leading them to cells to fuel your body and really help them and so that they can repair the tissue in your body. So how does protein contribute to our health? What is it doing for your body? So just some basic things. Um, It helps your body grow, repair, and build tissues. Um, oftentimes we think about, um, you know, they're essential for building muscle mass. So a lot of people take in protein powder and stuff, which you don't need to do if you want to build muscle, but that's just one example. So these also help us feel full. They're very good for, you know, filling up our diets and oftentimes, you know, meat or dairy or any plant-based proteins can really satisfy us. So they act as a lot of different things. First, they can act as antibodies. So they bind to specific particles like viruses and bacteria to protect the body. They can also act as enzymes. And enzymes carry out almost all of the chemical reactions that take place in the cell. And they also assist in forming new molecules by reading the genetic information in DNA. One of the... Interesting. I know. One of the other functions of protein is they can act as messengers. 
aka messenger proteins. So for example, these are hormones. We've heard of hormones and they transmit signals to coordinate biological processes between cells. So those are just a few of the functions and all the things that come with protein. So we're going to talk about the last macronutrient. And I don't know if you guys knew that there's technically a fourth. I don't know if you knew what it was or I don't know, but there is a fourth. And it's not typically considered to be a macronutrient because it's not necessarily essential in your body or in your diet, but it's it still is there. And the last one is alcohol. Now, before I get into it, I want to add that this is not just like carbs, fat, and protein. This is, it's a little more intense, you know, it's a drug, highly addictive, and can, can have some dangerous effects on your body and your mental health as well. So I just wanted to preface that, you know, whether or not you're under or over 21, but you should not be consuming alcohol under 21, it can be dangerous, you know, and yeah. uh, I'm going to get into the effects if you guys are wondering about that. So first thing is, is it really a macronutrient? Yes, it contains seven calories per gram, you know, just like carbs contains, um, they contain four calories per gram, you know, just like that. There's a certain amount of energy that they carry in the form of calories. But it's not usually, as I said, added into the mix because it's not essential for survival. And also, they're not properly stored in the body. I'm going to get into how they're digested, but that's typically why we don't hear about it as much. So what is alcohol? It's also known as ethanol or ethyl alcohol. So this is formed when yeast ferments the sugars of another food. So ferments, meaning it breaks it down. It's an anaerobic process, meaning without any oxygen. So for example, I'll explain. So you have wine. So wine is fermented sugar from grapes. Beer is fermented sugar from malted barley. So that's that's what I mean by the fermented sugars from another food. Now, this is classified as a sedative hypnotic drug. So it can depress and stimulate. So it depresses the central nervous system at high doses. And then at low doses, it can be a stimulant. Now, drinking too much can lead to drowsiness, respiratory depression, which is where, you know, your breathing slows, shallows, or stops entirely. Um, and then there's some more serious things like coma and death. But if you're drinking responsibly, then this should not be happening. But it can also be highly addictive, so you just want to be very careful. So where is this found? As I said, beer, wine, other spirits like that. How is it processed or digested? So... Alcohol has effects on almost every single organ in the body, including the brain, including the skin, including the wow. heart, including the liver. It's really, it's a lot of people just think, oh, uh, it's just affecting our brain and liver, but it's much more than that. So let's talk about how it's processed. So once you drink it, it's absorbed into the blood and moved through all the different parts of the body. You know, the liver, once it gets to the liver, it breaks down most of the alcohol, about 80 to 90% at an average rate of one drink per hour. So you can imagine when you're binge drinking, the amount of time and difficulty it takes for the body to process that alcohol is very challenging, very overwhelming for the body. So alcohol leaves 
the body through skin, urine, and and your breath. That's why people say that they can typically smell when you've been drinking because, you know, they can smell your breath and it it's sort of excreting through your, um, through your skin. So how does it contribute to our health? Now, there are some, you know, psychological effects that can be seen as positive. That's why people drink alcohol in the first place. But as it relates to your body, it's not the best thing. So first, you have blackouts. And a lot of us have heard of this. This is where alcohol really interferes with how your brain makes memories. Now, you can wake up without any recollection of what you did that night or the day before when you were drinking. And this can be scary. This can be very scary considering something could have really bad could have happened, but you weren't present enough or um, you were too intoxicated to remember it. And that's not, not the best thing. Another thing, and this is a negative um, psychological thing, this is actually how addiction is created, is, is dependence and tolerance. So dependence, it varies on the person, right? Um, it varies on how much alcohol affects you, like different sizes and ages of people have different tolerance to alcohol, but you can become physically dependent on alcohol, um, especially when it starts to affect your ability to perform well, that's a huge indicator Indicator that there's something going on, there's something wrong, and you're developing a dependence on it. Also, just a couple other things can lead to heart damage, you know, it can lead to cardiovascular disease. It's not just saturated fats, it's, it's really, it could be alcohol as well. Yeah. Um, liver damage. So alcohol can, I'll explain, so alcohol can prevent the liver from removing toxic substances from your body. And also something that we don't think about is it can cause um, malnutrition. So it prevents your body from properly absorbing not only those toxic substances, but also absorbing vitamins and minerals from the food you eat. So you could be, you know, getting in some really great vitamins and minerals, um, but if you're drinking alcohol, it could be reducing that. Last thing I want to touch on, and there's a lot more, but last one is numbness. And this is really a sign of, you know, damage to one's central nervous system. So this could be tingling, numbness, or pain in your hands and feet. So that was a lot of words and a lot Mm -hmm. of research and stuff like that. But, you know, you guys get the point. Um, And yeah, I think a lot of us have heard of macronutrients. So we're going to discuss... The important part. We're gonna we're gonna discuss, you know, are macronutrients good or bad? Should we be keeping track of them? Are they good for our body? So I think we can say, or Ariel, I hope you agree that alcohol is not the best <laughs> macronutrient for your body. Definitely not. So <laughs> let's keep this to carbs, fat, and protein. Um, yeah. So let's keep it to carbs, fat, and protein. The uh, three yeah. best macros yeah so so i'm gonna ask you do you think that we should be keeping track of how much carbs fat and protein we should be intaking um i think that we should know i think we should be Mm -hmm. keeping track in terms of having a balanced diet 
But I don't think that we should excessively be keeping track 24-7, you know, making sure does this have this percentage of fats, this percentage protein, this percentage whatever, you know. I think it's important to kind of realize and learn what foods are considered fats, proteins, carbs. And that way, you know, you can look at your meal and say, yeah, this is pretty balanced. You know, I'm feeling good about this. I know I'm eating a balanced diet and this is healthy and good for me, nutritious. But I don't think that we should keep track, you know, excessively keep track where it starts to affect you negatively, you know, mentally. I 100% agree. I I agree about the balance thing and about the percentages thing. So I know that some people really take this to the extreme. And yeah. so in your diet, so uh, as I was doing research for this, you know, um, people are supposed to take in a certain percentage of carbs, fat, and protein. But this percentage varies widely. So for example, for protein, you're supposed to take in 10 to I think it was 33 or 35 percent of your diet should be protein that's a huge range right yeah so I think just that in itself shows that we don't need to be to say oh protein should take up exactly 38 percent of our diet and carbs need to take up 20 percent and fat needs to take up however many percent you know that sort of a thing like you said it's just about knowing what foods are carbs, fat, and protein. So if you can look at your plate and say, okay, cool. I have a piece of salmon on here. I've got some, I've got some fat. I've got some protein in there. I'm going to add a little bit of rice, some veggies. Just in that you have, you have carbs, fat, and protein without even measuring, you know, exactly how many grams or how many calories or how much of each thing you need. Right? So you don't need to keep track if you're eating properly. And um, that's why it's important to know what foods are carbs, fat, and protein. Um, Because if you know, then you don't need to use an app or write it down. I will say it it can be beneficial if you have a deficiency or you need to. Like for me with my diabetes, I need to keep track that I'm having a certain number of carbs. Um, but, But otherwise you don't need to if you're informed about those other things. So, this is our second to last question. Um, are macronutrients good for our body? Should we be taking in all three? Which ones are considered to be good or bad? Am I answering first? Yeah. So okay, you- 100%. They are imperative for your health. You know, yeah. you need to consume all three. You know, of course, you know, we're just talking about the three, not including the fourth, yeah. the alcohol. So, um, the first three we talked about definitely, definitely are important. You do need to consume all three. There are different types. You know, we broke it down. You know, when right, we were talking yeah. about unsaturated and saturated fats, we were talking about complex and simple. You know, every almost all of them could be broken down. So there are a more, you know, quote-unquote healthier version or quote-unquote mm-hmm. unhealthier version. Um, right. You know, the unhealthier versions, you know, you do want to keep it to a uh, minimum you know want to limit right. that um but you know of course you can still eat it it's not gonna you know one bite is not gonna hurt you um right things like that but in general i think they're they're super super important um you know 
you have to they they fuel you your body needs them and it's not good to just you know cut out carbs because they're gonna make you fat right. or cut out fats because or you know they're gonna make you, you know, fat you need to have exactly yeah you need a well-balanced diet um yeah. and that includes all three of the macros so okay you covered it i mean i don't have much else to add besides that they're macronutrients because they are essential for your body you know, to to process, to digest, that whole thing. You need macronutrients in your body. And it's really not that safe even to cut out one full macronutrient because you're, you know, you want to lose weight or something. You always want to talk to your doctor before making any big changes. Because I know some people, for example, on the keto diet, that's where you eat practically no carbs throughout the entire day. There's something called the keto flu, where for the first few weeks, and sometimes this is even longer, of not having carbs in your diet, you can feel very sick, very drowsy, and feel it feels like the flu. You just don't have any energy. And that's like, that's not your body. Yeah, that's not your body shutting down. But that's your body saying, hey, buddy, I need some carbs in here, you know? And so, <laughs> so we need, we need to have these things. Um, of course you can, you can reduce or, and of course, if you're more focused on muscle building, muscle mass, then you're going to want to add a little more protein in there. If you want to, you know, that sort of a thing. Um, if you're, if you really want long-term energy, then you focus on other things, but it's never a matter of completely cutting them out. Right. So, Last question, just to summarize, good or bad debate? Of course, macronutrients are good, but keeping track of them, you know, obsessively, not the best. We don't need to do it. for that, Lauren. I love this debate in the end. I hope everyone could kind of learn from this episode. And if they're doing some sort of dieting or they're Mm -hmm. keeping track of what they're eating, you know, I hope that it's everything is done. Um, properly in terms of your your body and your health is number one so you want to make sure you're having a well-balanced diet and you know you really put your body first you know you want to be well balanced and support your Mm -hmm. body and give your body what it needs the fuel the nutrients it needs so with that being said that is our first episode that's actually a wrap of the first episode of our (laughs) fifth season this episode is gonna or this season sorry is gonna be amazing we're gonna focus all about the good and bad so you gotta 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 stay tuned for more and uh, we hope you enjoyed we'll see you on the next one see ya